Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today we are going to cover one of the brick and mortar style ways of making passive income and how to make it in real estate. This is going to be a Brandon special um, because Brandon is in this a lot more than what I am. Um, He's literally going to give you his tips, his tricks, his hacks on exactly how to make money in real estate. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, floor up, is yours, pal. Hit me. Yeah, so there is a lot of different ways you can make money in real estate. Um, a lot of different ways. I actually started off as just being... Well, started off buying single-family homes, and then we got into multifamily homes. But a great way to start, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, you can look at renting out uh, doing your own house hack or even renting out your own home. And so when I say house hack, um, that's typically buying a two- to four-unit property and renting them out and uh, living in one of the units themselves. So you'd rent out one side and then live in the other. That's like a duplex um, or two unit. And then, or you can upgrade and get like a three unit or four unit. Don't, you can't get, you can get things higher, but then you get into residential loans or sorry, commercial loans. And instead of being able to use like a 30 year um, kind of FHA loan, and that's the cheapest and easiest way I wouldn't say it's the cheapest because your mortgage is going to be higher, but you can literally eliminate your rent uh, by owning a four unit, renting out one of the units yourselves, yourself, and then renting out the other three to other people. And so that's a great way. Or just say, for instance, like we have a whole upstairs that we don't use in our house. We could literally rent that out to someone for $1,200, maybe more probably more, maybe like $1,600. And that would eliminate half of our mortgage. And if we had someone else, say, living in one of the two front bedrooms that are not being used at like $800 each, we could have literally someone renting out most of our house besides the kitchen, the theater room, my office, and our bedroom. And they would pay our whole mortgage for us. And you, we could literally, literally rent rent free. And you could do that with a four unit too. Instead of renting, you know, each room, you would essentially have a small apartment. That's kind of what a uh, a four unit is. Each unit is like its own a little apartment, and so you can live in one apartment and then rent out the other three, and then eliminate your rent in overall while other people are paying down your mortgage, which is kind of nice because then you can use that extra money that you would be paying for a mortgage or for rent to buy another apartment building or pay off loan debt or travel, whatever that is to you. So it's an easy way to get into real estate investing. Have you ever done anything like that? Um, no, basically, mate, when I started buying houses, literally, it was because I had kids. Um, so the whole like renting it out to other people and stuff like that, I, I did share a rental with someone, but that was good. Mm-hmm. I was paying rent as well. Um, but no, never never done the whole house hack thing. Um, although it's always appealed to me, especially when it was like, oh, buy like a, a, is it a two or a four unit? Because you just yeah. call like 
a unit units are flats, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. a unit like a apartment. Okay. Cool. So uh, so buy four apartments and then rent. But they're out. attached to each other. Yeah. Okay. So like in a square or like just stacked or. Um. Either or. Oh. Okay. So it's not as much like the movies. <laughs> um, so how did you get the money? Because this is basically the f- this is the first bit, isn't it? It's like this is where everybody struggles. Like, how did you get the money to afford the four unit or a four unit? Or yeah. So uh, I guess I can give you my kind of story on how I got started in real estate. But um, yeah. So when I was a well before that, before I get into the story. Um, with house hacking, like you could literally just live in an apartment and own a, um, say, for instance, a one bedroom and rent out the other and reduce your expenses. And that's not really house hacking, but that's kind of like practicing uh, being a real estate investor because they're essentially paying you rent and uh, you're sharing the lease in a sense and you are subletting it and you can literally make money that way. People do. Um, Airbnb arbitrage, where they rent out a um, apartment building, and then they um, not apartment building, apartment uh, like a two or a three bedroom, and then rent it per room, and then collect money that way, cash flow without actually owning the real estate property, which is kind of nice because then you don't need the down payment, a large down payment. You can literally get the benefits of the cash flow. You can get the benefits of uh, paying. You don't really have to pay for the repairs but you can pay for the turnover. Like um, if someone uh, like a short-term rental, you can have a cleaning crew go in there and, and pay that off. So there's expenses you can write off. So it's, it's, and you can actually write off the rent because um, it, it's a business and it's uh, part of your business. So that, I mean, you get all the benefits of being Airbnb and using uh, an arbitrage method between the price of the lease and then the actual cash flow that you're getting. So you don't need really any money besides like moving uh, to furnish it or to um, put money for a lease deposit. So you really, there's a lot of different ways you can make money without any money, investing any money. But how I started is I was a personal trainer. I lived very frugal. I was making six figures. Um, I had like 40 to 60 clients training with me every week. So I was uh, working quite a bit and I couldn't afford anything in California. So I was like, well, um, I'll invest in Texas or sorry, in Las Vegas. And a buddy of mine just moved uh, one of my clients actually, who was flipping houses in Vegas. And I think he only flipped one and he's like, you should, you should try it in Vegas. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. It's cheap. And the numbers made sense. So, and he's like, I'll, I'll manage it for you. You know, I'll do everything for you. I was like, okay, that sounds great. So I ended up putting my first uh, down payment down. Actually, since I wasn't living in in Vegas, I had to put 20% down because if you do like a house hack where we talked about earlier, where you essentially live in one unit and uh, which is owner occupied units, you can put three and a half percent down and do a, a FHA loan. Or if you're in the military, you can do uh, a VA loan um, or you can borrow money from other people. There's all sorts of different ways. But um, I had to put 20% down because I was an uh, out-of-state investor. I wasn't owner-occupied. And I put down, I think, $36,000, put a down payment on a single-family house, and then I was able to uh, rent that out. 
And I have a whole story about that, but that made this <laughs> podcast a very long podcast. We and do so, have that story though. If, if it's yeah, a story, it, it, it is on one of our previous podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, definitely is. Go so check that out. Um, Google, go through and look for real estate investing on a different podcast. You'll definitely find it there. But um, from there, I bought a second, the next year, I saved up enough money again, bought a, uh, another single family home. And then on my third one, I was able to use the equity that had the equity that has grown over time over those last two years to pull out that equity and put down money on a four unit. And so that four unit, we, I think it was like $80,000 I had put down. So use 40,000 of my own and 40,000 of, um, from the actual property, because I was able to refinance out the property the difference between the price of the property and what I owed on the property, I was able to take out up to 80% and which was about $40,000. And I took that out of the property and used that as a down payment on my third property, which was a four unit. So that gave us six units. And then um, on the very last rental property, I actually refinanced all three of the properties because houses and real estate was appreciating quite a bit in 2019. And so I refinanced all three of those properties, took out all the equity and put all that down on. And it was just really just a transfer of equity. And I used none of my own money. I just used the money from the, the rental properties. And so that's how I was able to get 10 units. And then previously, I was actually just hiring a property manager when we got to six units and he handled everything. I literally just um, would tell him the, um, he would send me an email with the name of the person, their credit score, how much they owed in collections and um, their, their credit score. I think I already said that. Maybe their rental history and their job and their driver's license. And it was either yes or no. And then that's pretty much the only decision I had to make. And uh, it was quite passive after that. So I loved having a property manager and that's how I got into real estate and how I got the first down payment. And after that, I was just able to compound the, the, the gains or the equity into more property. Nice. Okay. And then obviously what are like the, what are some of the, like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the tip, not the tips, like, but like the, the little strategies, like obviously I know we've spoken in the past about like the, the Burr method and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And like, so, so what are the little strategies can you sort of let us know about? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you can get into real estate. We talked about house hacking. We've talked about, which is just uh, essentially renting out your spare bedrooms or um, renting out a three, four, two, three, or four unit. So that'd be considered house hacking. You're living in one unit and then uh, renting out the others. We've talked about um, the, we're going to be talking about the burn method. So the burn method is buy, uh, renovate, uh, refinance, rent, Sorry, not in that order. It's buy, uh, refinance. Well, I can't even think. Buy, renovate, uh, rent, refinance, repeat is the, the actual thing. So it's buy the property, renovate it. So you typically want to buy low and then, um, so under market value, uh, depreciated assets, something that has maybe um, a lot of, like an owner that has left it and abandoned it or needs a lot of work. So then you, which is R, renovate, and you fix up the unit, you put money into it so that it appreciates, it uh, is livable at that point, 
um, because you're buying at a discount, you buy low, sell high. And so then you renovate that property, you fix it all up. So it's actually livable and then you rent it out and then that's where you get your cash flow and then you refinance it so you do what i was talking about earlier where you're taking out the money because you've put money into it it's appreciated and valued through forced appreciation and then you repeat the process and you are able to essentially take out your first down payment out of that property because you've renovated it the money that you put into it you're able to now pull back out of it and then you can repeat the process. You buy a property that is um, all screwed up, fix it up, rent it out, take out the money, and then repeat. And so you're, and that's what's called the Burr method. And you can do that with house hacking. So you you need to refinance out of that um, FHA loan, and then you can repeat the process that way. Live in the property, do a um, owner occupied and you can do it that way you can also flip properties um so that's essentially flipping in a way where you're uh you're not just flipping to sell but you're flipping to hold on long term is the burn method versus flipping where you're just uh, forcing appreciation and then uh selling it for uh just big chunks of money and then you, but then you're paying a lot of capital gains and all that fun stuff so you have to be careful with that. There's REITs. So if you wanted to um, REIT, which is a real estate investment trust. So it's essentially you're going in on partnering or buying stocks of a kind of a rental property where you're giving them money and they're giving you um, kind of dividends in a, in a sense or uh, money back for investing in their trust. So where they use that money and that trust to buy real estate in different areas and they're able to essentially buy multiple properties and then you're getting the benefit of that they could also then uh, close that trust pay everyone off and they people get proceeds from that so that's more of a passive income um, but you're not really owning the asset so you don't get the benefits of depreciation on your taxes the appreciation and you do get appreciation if they decide to sell uh, you do get cash flow because obviously they're paying you a percentage every single um, month or whatever the terms are, every quarter, every year, whatever that is. Um, but you don't really get a lot of the, the good benefits that um, being a property manager is or owning the actual property. But you do, um, but you don't have to worry about tenants. But that's what's so good about hiring a property manager, and that's what we did. And there's other, there's so many different ways. There's lease options where you're essentially. Uh, doing kind of like, you can either do it two ways. You can do a lease back option where you buy, say you rent a house and you plan on buying it. So you put a large down payment and you say that, you know, part of my rent is going towards the purchase of this house. And uh, I mean, not everyone will do this. So this is kind of those more like difficult ways to do it. But essentially you put a large down payment on the house and tend to buy it but you say you're going to uh, rent the house and a portion of the rents go towards the, the, the purchase of the house. And you have to say that I will, uh, you know, have a down payment or pay you off within this X amount of time. And if you don't do that, obviously they get to keep the down payment. So you lose out on a, a great deal of money. So, um, you know, it just really depends on your situation but you can usually get in at a very cheap price. So say for instance, you know that the housing market is going to appreciate, um, but you want to lock in the price now. That's a great way to do it. 
So there's all sorts of different ways to get into real estate. I did the very traditional way of uh, buying a rental property, renting it out, and then um, continuously buying more rental properties every single year. Um, I did do owner financing. So instead of going through a traditional bank, you can talk to the owner and then become the bank. And so you're usually putting down a larger down payment and you can do interest only loans. So I was, uh, I did a large down payment as an interest only on the four unit. And that allowed me to um, not put down, pay down any of the principal, because uh, if I was paying down the principal, then I was getting uh, equity. And even though with, uh, when that happens, you're the first kind of 15 years, most of the payments that you're making goes towards the, the interest anyways. So it's, if you're doing interest only and you plan on selling in the next, in the first five years, it probably makes sense just to do interest only, but with interest only you're getting more cash flow. So there's so many different ways to get real estate. Um, that's why I love real estate. <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. So, as you say, there's so many different ways you can go about it, which obviously massively, massively helps. Um, obviously, yours was basically save up the deposit and then go and go and get something. Um, but obviously, as you say, like there's there's so many different ways to get that initial deposit, which I think is where people initially are stuck, aren't they? Like they're they're not. It's no no fault of their own because obviously they've not been taught, but the creative systems and the creative ways to get that deposit for real estate haven't really been taught to them, have they? Um, and that is where obviously people people struggle, obviously, because that's that's a, as you said, that's that was the hardest thing for you, wasn't it? Was getting the first one. Once you got the first one, everything sort of like didn't fall into place, but everything ran a lot smoother. Yeah, I mean, you can see if you understand how money works, there's an unlimited amount of money out there. And yeah, like you said, the way I started with was um, putting down 20%. But like I said, there's cheaper ways you can do it with an FHA loan. I mean, you still need, you only need three and a half percent down. What's there's an FHA creative, loan? Um, first time home buyer loan. Okay. Um, so that's typically where you're a, First time homeowner, you only have one, pro you don't have any properties, and this is like your first house that you're living in. And it has to be owner occupied. There's a VA loan where if you're in the military, you can get in with 0% down and you just need to pay like closing costs. Um, so there are multiple ways you can literally do get super creative and you can have uh, a hard, uh, high credit limit on your credit card and you can take out a cash advance on your credit card. I've never done this, but I've heard of people doing this and taking out a cash advance on your credit card and then doing a uh, balance transfer to a 0% interest card that again needs to have a high balance and paying a house on paying the whole house off with that uh, line of credit, essentially, where you can get a business line of credit, pay the whole house down, and then um, get a a, um, a mortgage on that house because it's now um, paid off. So you do a cash out refi, take the cash out, and then pay off the credit card. So there's so many ways um, to make money. If there's a deal and you can bring the deal, there's wholesaling to people where you you know this property could sell for more, you get it under contract. And then you sell it to an investor like myself um, and for a markup and you get that down payment. And usually people charge anywhere from like 5,000 to 20,000 or a thousand. It just really depends on the markup and um, 
how good the deal is. So if you understand real estate, you can make a great deal of money and there's so many ways to get in it. And there's so many ways to get out of real estate. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely very volatile. Um, I can't say the word. Um, but a really cool way to just, there's so many ways to get into real estate. It's really cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Have you gave them everything they need to know? Uh, probably not. I mean, there's, <laughs> there, I mean, to, you need to learn how to um, pick a location. You need to, to see if there's property managers in this in space. Uh, you need to find out if the rents are good. You need to see the vacancy rates. You need to do a lot of research before you buy any uh, real estate because you obviously don't want to um, happen what happened with me on our first rental property. Um, so there's so many ways to learn, but definitely um, continuously subscribe to the podcast because there's all sorts of good nuggets. Also, there's some great, uh, you can look at biggerpockets.com. That's how I started and learned about real estate. Um, which is biggerpockets.com. Uh, they have a whole slew of great information there. Uh, so the, just like anything, you, you learn a great deal amount of the topic. And then it's when you get into the actual doing of whatever it is that you're learning is where you learn the most. And it's not until you actually get into something that you're going to get the most value out of uh, actually doing what you're doing. Led by doing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in to, the, to this episode of the podcast. Uh, obviously, like, comment, subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.